Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. So I'm cutting chicken, and as I'm listening to my sermons, because, you know, cooking sometimes can be a drag, so I need something to mentally keep me just focused on something else. But something just came across my mind and I was like time out so I put the knife down picked up the phone called you immediately I didn't even process and work through it I'm just praying that as we talk it just comes out and it's like oh okay so listening to the sermon about Joseph in the Bible and how he was you know helping out the other two prisoners I think it was the baker and the chef or something to that degree and he was you know at on that level he was interpreting dreams. So then that later on, you know, when the king needed to get his troubled dream dissected, they were like, oh, I know my man Joseph, right? And when David, in the Bible still, um, was the shepherd over his flock, and he was just simply going to give his brothers some lunch, you know, he was just doing the Uber Eats, if you will, biblically. Um, That's when he realized like oh no one else has the courage to go ahead and knock down this goliath <laughs> hold, hold this um turkey sandwich real quick and let me get at him like i'm not scared i i was out here fighting lions and saving my sheep from bears and like mm-mm, lions and tigers and bears oh my like <laughs> you know not scared at all move over and let me handle goliath and the one thing that was blaring in my spirit was do it on a smaller scale. And I was like, huh, God? And I'm still working it out. Do it on a smaller scale. So I was like, well, what does that mean? And he said, excellence always has a prerequisite, right? You are exercising your excellence on a smaller scale. So I was like, mm. okay, break that down to the elemental P for me, Lord. So he was like, okay, listen, David, how is it that an entire army that was with Saul did not have the courage to go ahead and fight off Goliath? Hmm? Why is it that these soldiers had on full armor, so they looked very much like they were ready for battle, but there was something missing? Why is it that David on his way, making his way downtown, you know, with the Uber Eats, why is it that he didn't even give it a second thought? It was like, I'm sorry, who's this Philistine coming against my Lord? And that's because on a smaller scale, David built up enough courage to fight lions with his bare hands to save sheep. David built up enough courage to go ahead and attack any form of wildlife on behalf of his sheep. Because he understood the value in what it was that he was protecting. So on the smaller scale, it was his sheep he was protecting. But when he made his way downtown with the Uber Eats, it was God's name he was protecting. You, ooh, I felt that. So I was like, ooh, okay. Because then, you know, his brothers, if you read the story, tried to play him like, shouldn't you be with your little flock? Excuse me, sir. You're trembling in your armor. I can hear the rat-a-tat-tatting, okay? You may want to be quiet because I'm about to save your life. You know, even when they came back to uh, Saul and was like, hey, David said he want to give Goliath those hands. He was like, who want to get Goliath those hands? David said that. David said what? Like, they was confused. Like, David, David? 
bro, just pass me the turkey and cheese with the Capri Sun and just go ahead about your business. We're just going to be scared a little bit more, but we'll be all right. You know, we've been scared before. We can be scared again. That, that's just that, that that was their mindset, right? And so when you think about that, you're like, oh, maybe your frustration in pursuing a dream, getting to the next level or whatever that may be for your life, maybe the irritation is not that God is not listening to you, not that, oh, I don't understand. You know, I have this great idea, this great music, this great concept, and I just, oh, it's not even that. It's maybe you're not exercising it with greatness and excellence on a smaller scale. Because I believe God gives us the platform to work something out first before we get the large stage and we embarrass ourselves, right? And so when you think about it, you're like, oh. And I'm just, again, I'm freestyling because this is just, it's fresh on my spirit. It's like, okay, wait, are you applying for jobs, but um, you don't have no work clothes? No, seriously, all the jobs that you like, I'm, I'm, putting out my resume I'm applying for everything cool if they called you tomorrow and said I want to go ahead and schedule you an interview and then bam you start next week do you have a month's worth and let's just do you have a week or two's worth of work clothes do you have a way to get there or are you going to have to borrow from somebody last minute try to get it right like is that going to be a form of stress when your blessing comes are you prepared enough so that it won't be a stressful situation hmm I think God showed us that in the fact that that's why when women are pregnant it takes 40 weeks you know typically give or take right because he's given us time to prepare you're going to need to, yeah, um, probably find a new place to live, possibly. Go ahead and adjust your insurance. I don't know. But he gives us enough time to adjust. And so on a smaller scale, you're caring for the baby because you're making sure mommy eats right, mommy sleep right, that she's not around, you know, smoke, that she's not around. So you're protecting the baby on a smaller scale in the womb, Right. So that when the baby comes out, it's a natural transition because you've been protecting this particular child for 40 weeks, right? Again, give or take. And so I'm like, ooh, okay. Looking at Joseph from the pit to the palace, one thing that is undeniable is that that man exercise excellence on every level now I'm gonna go ahead and be completely real with you um you probably not gonna get your best work out of me as a slave I'm sorry yeah you're probably not gonna get your best bet um your best work out of me um on the jail level it's just I don't I mean be honest I I personally don't see for what what's the gain to be the uh the head prisoner in charge I can go without the title. I'm good. Y'all can go ahead and, yeah, y'all scrape your knees up out there. I'm good. I just, for what? But when something is on you, you ever had just a tedious, meticulous excellence about something and you like, even when I try to shake it, I can't? Maybe that's because God's trying to go ahead and exercise 
give you the opportunity to exercise that on a smaller scale. That's why the Bible says that he who is faithful in little will be faithful over much. AKA, if I can trust you at the start, I know you you, you can be trusted in the finish. If I give you this $100 blessing, I know that on this $1,000 blessing, you'll be able to, to, to be extraordinary with it because I've seen what you can do on a smaller scale. I've seen what you can do on a smaller scale. What are you showing God right now with your current blessing? You praying for a new car? How did you take care of the one you have now? Hmm? Do you wait to the very last minute to get your oil change? Are, are you riding rough and, you know, you gearing it up and you tearing up? All, I mean, the wear and tear on your car is ridiculous. Like if your car could talk, you would be in trouble. What does it look like? Oh, you want more square footage? You want a bigger home, a bigger place? You want, okay. What does your house look like right now? Like if we were in the old than them days, right? Mm-hmm, the old than them days. If we were in those days and Jesus was like, um, such and such, <laughs> I'm coming to your house. Would you be like, ooh, um, what, what time do you think? Like, can you give me like an hour? And then you go in the house and you start mad dashing, throwing everything in the closet. Like, hurry up, Jesus, on his way. And you gritting your teeth about to chip a tooth because you so upset because you were underprepared. Hmm. Like, what if God brought that person to your life that you're praying for? God, I just, I'm tired. I'm so sick of being lonely. Like, that's your anthem. You so sick of being lonely, right? Oh, God, you know, I just, I, I got myself together and I, um, I cut off such and such. So I'm ready for my wife. You know, I'm ready for my husband, Lord. Okay, um, what if God bought them tomorrow? Your cell phone. Who you entertaining? Hmm? Let me see. All right, no, I don't got to see. Oh, you're right. That, that's invasion of privacy. I get it. Um, but who you entertaining? What haven't you curbed yet that would be a super problem once you got into a relationship? May not be a problem for you, but the fact that um, someone else is now in your life, you're entertaining the wrong things. Um, your likes on social media, are they inappropriate? Have you conditioned yourself to want to watch, you know, the inappropriate video twerkage, uh, you know, the very, very revealing pictures of opposite sex people? Um, are you still low-key stalking or maybe just, you know, professionally monitoring um, said prior person in your life, be it an ex, be it an ex-crush, what have you? Um, have you conditioned yourself to maintain that opposed to clearing that out so that what God has for you can land safely. You understand what I'm saying? Um, money. How you doing with that? Uncomfortable? Good. We're going to talk about it. Um, yeah, a good parent, a good, good parent is not going to give you something before your time. I apologize. I'm just not right. Yeah, this is not school where they pass you for attendance. No, no, you're going to have to show that you can actually manage what it is that you're getting. And I guarantee you, if you were to go ahead and sit down with God and write a budget and say, God, if I'm not being a good steward over this, can you please show me the areas that I can tighten up on, the areas that I'm just not seeing? Like, give me a different perspective on this. Because clearly I'm missing something. I know how much I make, but it doesn't look like this on paper. So if you can just show me, and I hand in the air, this time is my left arm. Um, I have done that. I 
have sat down with God and was like, look, and I'm frugal franny with it. Yeah, I, I'm, I am frugal. That should have been my middle name with the accent over the A. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how it should have been spelled. And I've sat with God and said, um, what am I missing? Like, I'm something's off. I don't get it. And literally, I felt like he was just opening up the Red Sea in that area for me. And I was like, oh. He was like, right, call um, your cell phone carrier. See if there's another plan you can get on. See if your usage is a good fit for where you're currently at. See if you can go ahead and get that reduced. Also, call your um, internet company. See if that can be reduced. Also, call. And by the time that we finished, I promise you, I was like, bruh. <laughs> like, that was my face. I was like, so you mean, here I am budgeting for the bills that I have, trying to be a good steward over the bills that I have. Never once did it dawn on me, reduce what you can reduce, eliminate what you can eliminate. He had me put in stars by stuff that it was like, this is not supposed to be part of your monthly budget. Yeah, this credit card bill. Yeah, that was an option. Yeah, I don't, that wasn't supposed to be there. Um, this uh, Chick-fil-A outing you keep having, shouts out, hey, Chick. Um, yeah, that that don't have to be there anyway. I'm not saying completely just, you know, cut it out completely. I'm saying if you're going to budget for it, budget for it. Yeah, you are under budgeting for your grocery, and then you're trying to pull from different areas, and then you're like, oh, I don't understand it. It's not like we eating steak and shrimp all day. Yeah, but you know what? You're not being realistic. So I actually went on Google, and I'm like, okay, how much for a family of, and I just started putting in different numbers just to see, and they showed you this is what the low scale looks like when a grocery, which your grocery budget should be. This is on the, you know, the more thrifty side. This is on the premium where you're probably just eating caviar and, you know, for lunch, just geez. But I was like, oh, okay. And then when I started showing excellence in that, just opportunities for money increases and things like that came out of nowhere. I was like, oh, you wanted to get my attention because the goal was never for me to make more. You wanted to increase my optimum level of excellence. Ah, uh, I got you, God. So even now, you know, I I think that we should all have goals, right? I think that there should always be something that we are ascertaining to, that we're like, no, this is what it is. And and if we're honest, God sometimes gives us a dream that's so big that you like gulp. <laughs> yeah, that's a Seven Eleven big gulp. Okay, um, how is that going to happen? Um, when and am I am I able and am I capable? But when you go back and you think about David, and you're like, a nine foot giant that everybody around you that you know is capable of fighting and winning wars, they're scared. Why are you so confident? And that's because behind the scenes, he was putting in that work. He was making the best of his opportunities. Because I'm going to go ahead and be frank with you. Um, I love my children, but, um, you know, if a lion just decided one day, you know, I don't want to verbally say it because I don't want to be, you know, labeled a bad parent. But, who? Um, I mean, I'll throw something or I'll throw the heck at. <laughs> G- give me a shoe. Watch what I'm about to do with the shoe and this lion. But, um, you know, praise God for David. He was pretty much like, no, excuse me. 
<laughs> I don't know if he barked back. I don't know what he did, but um, Bear handed it it. Mm, okay. Yeah. So you were mustering up the audacity to have strength and have confidence against something that if you looked in plain sight, you really didn't have no business in entertaining. Like, have you seen the teeth of a lion? Do you know that the lion is the king of the jungle? Like they rightfully got that title. And so you thought David Shepherd boy would be able to defeat king of the jungle. Where did you get that level of confidence? And I think it goes back again to what we just said. The value that he saw in a thing, maybe even the value that he's seen in himself. Because you know what? David was so entrenched in being that shepherd that when Samuel came to come anoint Jesse's sons, and he had about 5,711, you know, he had at least eight sons for Samuel to anoint and to be under the assumption of, okay, God, is this the king? No? Okay. Okay. Son number two, is this the king? And once he got to the last son that he thought was the last son, he was just like, I don't get it. God told me to come to Jesse's house to anoint one of his sons as the king. I don't get And I have all these boys sitting here like, I don't get it. Jesse, do you got, do you have any more sons? And he was like, oh yeah. Um, I mean, it's David, but he's in the back, you know, shepherding and doing. Davis was so engulfed, so about his business that somebody had to go get him because he was where he was supposed to be. Catch that. Ooh, catch that. David was where he was supposed to be when the opportunity presented itself. Because I'm going to go ahead and, and be completely real. Um, you know, I got a little bit of nosiness in me, but I would just like to brace it as investigative skills from birth, if you will, right? It was an innate ability given on to me from that was mother. Hmm? Okay, great. Um, if I would have heard, you know, some commotion or seen all my brothers going inside, I, I would be a little nosy. Like, what y'all doing? Which, hello? Y'all in Who's this? Hey, Samuel. Hi. I'm sorry. Dad, who's that? I would have been in the mix, but not David. No, 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 no. When the opportunity presented itself every time, look at David. Every time he was where he was supposed to be. When Samuel came down to anoint to find a king, he was where he was supposed to be shepherding. When he came down to do the Uber Eats, he did his part. But you know what? It was like, sorry. He interjected himself when it was like, okay, so nobody's going to show up because I'm prepared. Your number two pencil, Scantron, I'm on it. Like, who? I can take a test. I, I, I'm ready. I know everybody else may be a little bit, but I've been studying. And, and you didn't even have to tell me there was a test. I've been studying. Because what happened was maybe, just maybe, after Samuel anointed David, there was a understanding of, okay, I'm going to have to, um, you know, I'm going to have to bring it up a notch. Like, you know, it was cool when it was lions and tigers and bears and the oh my package. Um, but, you know, I may have to just go ahead and start. <laughs> when the opportunity presents itself, I'm going to have to show myself approved. Because for him to have to fight through the fact that his brothers were like, won't you go back when he came to, to Goliath, right? It was like, listen, go back to your sheep. Once he had to try to convince Saul, like, listen, I can do this. Listen, no, I have my armor, thank you, um, but I can do this. 
when you have to push through other people's idea of what your capabilities are, you have a totally different level of tenacity. Again, that can't be trained. That cannot be taught. That is something you work on. Because I'm sure they was looking back like, bro, he did not pick up the slingshot. You know what? Let's just go ahead and start doing this early. Rest in peace, David. He was a good soul. Like, let's just go ahead and just, you know, hashtag it because it's it don't look good. I mean, the bro got Goliath is nine feet, sir. He got the whole sword ensemble, if you will. And you going out there with some tutti frutti? What you? With a laffy taffy and a go? What? Okay, see, David, you know what? You scaring us. I'm, I'm not even, we, yeah, we are more scared for you than we were scared before you came. Like, that's the level of scaredness at this time. But just think about how much confidence did he have to have? But where did he get that confidence from? And what was he practicing on a smaller scale so that when the opportunity presented itself, it was a no-brainer? It was a no-brainer. Oh, you disrespecting God? I got you. <laughs> it's nothing. Wait till I put this Uber bags down. Like, it's nothing. What you want? Like, I'm sorry. No, I, he, he, and you know what? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to make you some pinky promises real quick. I'm going to cut off your head. I'm going to give it back to, like, and I'm, I'm about to just embarrass you in front of your whole crew. You want, you want to see? Okay. Ready, set. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm on my ready, set, go. Like, y'all ready? But. That is such, I mean, just think about that. That's inspiring that he was ready and he didn't have the resource. He didn't go into no militant training. You know, Joseph was ready. It may have looked like a place of bondage. Catch that because sometimes we need that, right? It may look like a place of bondage. God, I know I'm not supposed to be at this job. It's a way better position for me. I just, I can't. Yeah, this neighborhood that I'm at, God, I just, I, I know I got the Beverly Hills spirit on me. I know I do. It may look like bondage, but maybe it's just a classroom. Can we start looking at our surroundings different? Can we actually look at it like, mm-mm, I'm going to take this opportunity to train myself to exercise the muscle of excellence so that when the opportunity presents itself, it's a no-brainer. The worst thing in the world is to have an opportunity present and your level of unprepared, unpreparedness is just, oh, guess what? It's not a missed opportunity. You wasted your time. What were you what were you doing on the smaller scale that on this one you're not ready? If God called you to go ahead and you feel like, Lord, you know, um, I'm supposed to be a supervisor. I know I'm supposed to be in managerial. I know that. Okay, are you sharpening your leadership skills among your peers? Because we already know the wrong people promoted, they wear their badge. You can tell by the way they you can tell by the way they walk. They they are a supervisor. <laughs> it's like, oh, you couldn't wait to get that badge. Look at your shoulders. <laughs> like, yeah, that's just and nobody respects that person, right? But the person that's already the go to, you know, the person in your office that you like, I don't know, access and stuff, she knows. 
Oh, you know what? Go um instant message sessions. That she always knows that part. When you are are already the go to, that's already you exercising that managerial muscle, right? And when you hone that and have that level of excellence, it will probably be a no brainer. When people are going against a promotion, it's like mm mm, it ain't even nothing to think about. I mean, we can any mini money mow it, but we already know who the greatest selection is because I've seen what you've done on a lower scale at a lower level, right? And so if nothing at all, I wanted this conversation to be truly a reminder of every moment counts. Maximize every opportunity on the lower scale. Let's make sure that we're doing what we have to do in practice. Let's make sure that every time that something comes up that can sharpen our skills, we hone it, we understand it, and then we execute it. Like, let's make sure of that so that when it is time to perform, there is such an excellence that it's like, man, you must have been eat, breathing, and sleeping this thing. What are you doing on a smaller scale? Sharpen your excellence, and I promise you, opportunity will always present. Yeah, there's not there's not a, a famine in the opportunity section. There really isn't, but there is such a depletion in the area of did you sharpen your excellence? Are you prepared for it? Are you? And it takes a level of being real with yourself to see. You know what? Yeah, and until I can wholeheartedly cut off such and such and remove such and such from my heart and my thought process and kind of just create this world of, listen, I want to, I want a fresh slate when it comes to my emotions. I'm going to stop praying for a spouse real quick. And I'm going I'm to pause that prayer. And I'm going to uh, put this prayer in front of it. God, prepare my heart for love. Prepare my heart to be an effective wife, an effective husband. Because anybody can get married, but I want a healthy marriage. And if I'm not in a place that I can partake in that, meaning that I receive a healthy marriage, and I'm also, I, I'm putting in the work to have an, a healthy marriage. If I'm not in that place, can you please make me ready? Please, Lord. Because I don't want to be, you know, the commercial of, ooh, it looks good. You ever see the commercials of certain hamburgers and stuff? You're like, that looks delicious. Now I want it all of a sudden. But what we don't know is that um, that's a facade. Yeah, I saw this little um, thing on social media the other day, like how they make certain stuff look good, whether it's in, you know, the display at a certain store or if it's commercials. And it's like, that's how y'all do it? Yeah, when you get it, it don't look nothing like that, right? That's not what we want. We want that the postcard actually reflects the island, right? That's what we're aiming for. We want to actually have it where the mannequin, know the outfit, how it looks on the mannequin, is exactly how it's going to look on us, right? That's what we want. So if nothing at all, please, you know these conversations are what? Come on, say it with me. These conversations are thought-provoking conversations. The conversations no one's going to have with you because they're scared you're going to hang up. But you know what? I'm about that life. I will call you back because I know your number. <laughs> That's your fault. Block me. No, 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 don't block me. All right, all right, all right, I'm being. But you get what I'm trying to say. And I always pray before I call you. So I know that even when you hear my voice, even when you hear my voice, God is speaking the, the words that you need to hear. 
And somewhere in this conversation, you were like, mm, that was for me. Yeah, that, that was worth the whole phone call right there. She could have just called and said that one part, and that, mm-hmm, that would have sufficed. So let's go ahead, and I'm not even going to give you what the challenge is. I want you to go ahead, and whatever God spoke to you personally, that one thing that made you, you know, your ear perk like a pit bull, I want you to go ahead and write that down and go to work and do what God told you to do. Okay? No, I want you to go ahead and do it. So I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to do you like my good nanny does me. All right. I ain't going to hold you. But I'm going to finish up this chicken because, um, Literally, I just pushed it all aside to call you, but you be good. And I, you know what? If God says it's okay, I kind of want to hear what he told you, if you can give me the tea. But if not, you know, don't tell me. Don't get striked by lightning because of me. Yeah, I'm, I don't, I don't want to have to be the guilty one when I have to come visit you in the hospital. But um, all right, I'll talk to you later. <laughs> all right, later.